Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Kevin Durant comes back as the Nets dismiss the Suns. It's NFL Draft Week and the Ravens might shake everything up. Plus, with the 29th pick in the ultimate mock draft, the Green Bay Packers select. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Kevin Durant was feeling very John Wick on Sunday after 33 points in 28 minutes. Yeah, I'm thinking he's back. Adam Armbrecht from Locked On Nets joining me now. And Adam, the Nets get a 128-119 win over the Phoenix Suns, who very well could be the number one seed in the West. And they did it without James Harden in KD's return. What more, if anything, do we need to see from KD down the stretch here before this team is ready to make a playoff push? A movie poster, I think, based on that, <laughs> based on the tagline. I think that's probably the next thing up. That's hey, that is brilliant. We might have to steal that for the for the podcast. Listen. When a guy can, and it was only a few games that he missed here with this latest injury, but he showed it when he came back after you know only playing 23 and then having extended time off. He just steps onto the court and he's in rhythm. I mean, you know, 33 points over 28 minutes, and not all of the shots that they saw tonight were you know uncontested. There was tight defense on him, and this is just an example of his length and the mismatchability that he creates for you. As far as what this team needs to show. You know, we've talked a lot about on the podcast the the necessity to to want to get all these guys on the court together. But the more that we move through it, the more it just becomes, I think, about the role players and the supporting cast, knowing what their expectations are going to be for them and being able to step up in big spots. Because as we've seen, Kyrie by himself, he can carry the load. Harden by himself, he can do the work. When Kevin Durant shows up, might as well just back off and pack your bags and go home. So, you know, all these guys are so naturally talented in different ways that the idea of chemistry or needing to have more than seven game sample size with all three, I kind of throw that out the window now and just say, as long as they're healthy, that's the only thing. Just be 100% healthy heading to the playoffs. And I, I think it's a way we go from there. Yeah, what's really remarkable is you, you go up against a Phoenix Suns team that, that plays some of the best team basketball we have. Devin Booker goes for 36 and they played pretty well offensively. They shot almost 48%. And on the net side, you know, Jeff Green doesn't shoot it great. Joe Harris doesn't show it, shoot it great. Four of 10. DeAndre Jordan gives them essentially nothing offensively as he does most nights. And it doesn't matter because Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are on this team. They combine for 67 points here. They don't even have James Harden. So how much of this, when you, put, when you push this toward the playoff, is just, hey, if the Nets have their three guys... Or even, it looks like, if they just have two of the three, they can beat anybody. Yeah, that's pretty much been the question now. A lot of people are saying, it, what if it was only two? If you could only take two out of the three, how far could the Nets go? And I think Kevin Durant becomes one of the two you'd obviously want to have. But the the fallacy around what teams need to be able to win championships and defensive rankings and how bad quote unquote the Nets defense is. And by the way, they overall they're in the middle of the pack in terms of defensive field goal percentage overall from the opposition and three point shooting. So, and that includes that's even wrapped up inside of games where they leave guys wide open for stretches like Booker was from beyond the arc, like even Chris Paul was at times in this game. 
I don't think that there is a, a trip up here. And I just don't know, at least in the Eastern Conference, any team that can match with consistency that offensive output. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, it's NFL Draft Week, and the Ravens will be major players. That's next. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Padres and Dodgers were so good they needed extras on Sunday to finish out the series. Yes, yes, everybody. Javier Reyes here of Locked On Padres coming at you. Very happy the Padres win their series against the Dodgers three games to one. They win tonight's game eight to seven in a a great game, by the way. Uh, Basically all the games, except for maybe one, which was uh, ironically a victory that the Padres had on Friday over the Dodgers. Every game has just been must-watch television. It's been an awesome, awesome entertainment. Fernando Tatis Jr., five home runs in the last three games. How about that? Yeah, how about that? Boom and boom. Amazing stuff from him. I'm still concerned about the shoulder injury and what it can mean for his future. Same thing goes for Denelson Lament. There is a reason those two things had me a little bit upset about what had happened with the Padres lately, but it is a great example of how quickly the momentum and the narrative around, I know that people use that word a lot, but the narrative around the team can change so quickly. Offense was was performing well. Pitching was good. Darvish was amazing on Friday. Just really good vibes, man. Really good vibes. Absolutely awesome stuff to see. They get a well-deserved day off. And onwards, everybody. It wasn't nine innings, but it was a no-hitter. We'll explain. Put the lasso and cowboy boots away because forget Mason Saunders. Madison Bumgarner is back, baby. Miller Thomas of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast here. The D-backs sweep the doubleheader against the Atlanta Braves. Zach Gallen got us started in the first game. He almost threw a no-hitter himself. We still settle for the complete game. Shutout, seven innings, only allowed one hit, which he didn't give up until the sixth inning. But then in game number two, Madison Bumgarner. We've been waiting for this guy to have one quality start in his D-backs tenure. And today he completed an unofficial no-hitter. Official in my books, but still seven innings, complete game shutout. No hits allowed. Phenomenal start by both pitchers. First time in D-backs history. He had a complete game shutout in back-to-back games. I don't care if it was only seven innings. Still a phenomenal feat. And the offense today, 12 total runs. Everyone's getting free tacos tomorrow from Jack in the Box, so go hit them up. All year, we've been waiting to see if Giannis and the Bucks were going to prove they belonged in the best in the East conversation. Sunday, we may have gotten our answer. What's up, everyone? Kane Pittman here from Locked On Bucks. Milwaukee go down to the Hawks, 111-104 in a disappointing loss if you are a Bucks fan. They went down under an avalanche of threes, particularly from Bogdan Bogdanovich and Lou Williams as well. So Milwaukee looked like they were in control for the most of this one, but they go down in the fourth quarter. They got some decent contributions, but 28% from three over the night in the end cost them. And I'm ready to call it. I'm ready to call it. We've gone back and forth on this for the last few weeks, but Milwaukee now three and a half games back of Brooklyn for the one seed, two games back of Philadelphia for the two seed. The Bucs are finishing third. This is a costly loss. They've played well against some of the better teams in the league this year, but sometimes they've let themselves down against teams that you think you should beat. And Atlanta tonight without Trey Young is certainly one of those. So the Bucs will be disappointed, particularly with the defensive effort in the fourth quarter. Hall of Fame women's basketball coach Kim Mulkey, who won three national championships in 21 seasons at Baylor, is leaving for LSU. 
Mulkey, who grew up in Tickfall, Louisiana, will be introduced in a news conference on Monday. Kim Mulkey is a champion and a Hall of Famer, and we are thrilled to welcome her home, said LSU Director of Athletics Scott Woodward in a statement. Her accomplishments are unprecedented, her passion is unrivaled, and her commitment to winning in all aspects of life, in the classroom, on the court, and in the community is unparalleled. We look forward to working with her as she instills that championship culture at LSU. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for this weekend on betonline.ag. The New York Knicks go for 10 straight wins tonight, but they'll face a Phoenix Suns team coming off a tough loss to the Brooklyn Nets and need to keep pace with the Jazz in the West. The betonline.ag line for this game is Phoenix giving a point. On the other hand, the Utah Jazz get the already eliminated Minnesota Timberwolves, who have only won 17 games this season. The betonline.ag line for this game is Utah giving 10 points. To check out the full list, head to betonline.ag where you can bet the NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL futures, you name it, they have it. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. After being traded, former Pro Bowl right tackle, who will now be a left tackle, Orlando Brown, will be with the Ravens. Nevermore. Kevin Ostreicher from Locked on Ravens joining me now. And Kevin, Baltimore gets quite the haul of picks for a, a tackle who said, essentially, I don't want to be here unless I'm playing left tackle. So he gets his wish for Baltimore. Now they get this extra first round pick uh, 31 at the end of the first round. How much do you think his departure plays into how Baltimore handles the top of this draft? I think it's going to impact it a lot. Now Baltimore has a huge hole in the right side of their offensive line. Obviously getting Kevin Zeitler the right guard there helps, but Orlando Brown, a pro bowl tackle. There was a bit of speculation just as to what they wanted to do with the Orlando Brown Jr. situation because they could have waited it out and just let him play out his contract and have that year of a pro bowl tackle on his rookie contract, yes, he probably would have left in the 2022 offseason. There's pretty much no doubt about that. But they had to look themselves in the mirror and say, do we want to acquire some 2021 draft compensation and try to just start that rebuild process from the right tackle position now? Or do we want to have that Pro Bowl right tackle for one more year and pick up the 2022 third-round compensatory pick? Baltimore ends up going with the first option, getting that, that 31st overall pick, which at this point, Peter, I think Baltimore is licking their chops at the draft because what they have now are two later first-round picks, but I could go on for hours about all the possible scenarios, but I think it certainly does impact what they do because now they'll be looking at an offensive tackle early in this draft, I believe. Tevin Jenkins is someone who probably won't fall to the Ravens but could be a top target for them if he does. Liam Eichenberg is another option. There are plenty of tackles in this draft, and I know some people are concerned about the fall-off in talent after the first early second round but I think Baltimore likes their draft board at tackle and probably wouldn't have made this deal without liking a few prospects at the position who could make an immediate impact there is also the possibility that they take both of those picks and say hey let's go up and get our guy could they be moving up could they go the other way I know Baltimore notoriously wants to trade back but could they go the other way and say hey we're gonna attack this and grab this guy who we think can help us win the title right now yeah it's, it's certainly a possibility and I know that 
over the course of the past week or so and, and even prior, there have been some concerns about Devonta Smith and his playing weight and his body frame. And if he starts to endure that fall and he becomes available right around the 20s, which I doubt will happen, but crazier things have happened. So if he starts to slip and fall a little bit last year, it was rumored that if CeeDee Lamb had slipped one pick later than the Dallas Cowboys, Baltimore would have made calls to make trades up to select him. So if the same thing happens with Smith this year, it's possible now they do have the ammunition to do so. If they want to package 27 and 31 and move up for a receiver like Smith, maybe Jalen Waddell, Jamar Chase probably won't be right in the range Baltimore would like to trade up into. He's probably going a bit earlier than that, but I still think that those two, but the Ravens do have a, not, not a problem at receiver, but they have to get somebody else because they have five right now. They started the season with five guys. Probably wouldn't work out too well. I think they need another option. And a guy like Smith, a guy like Waddle, even a guy like Bateman or Terrace Marshall Jr., those are all guys who are probably on Baltimore's radar now. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st and coming up with the 29th pick in the ultimate mock draft, the Green Bay Packers select. Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they just keep adding flavors. I get a box once a month from them with, with new flavors. Marshmallow churro is this new flavor that's on its way. Unbelievable birthday cake. I can't say enough about how delicious they are. I was traveling over the weekend, some long car rides, and reach for a built bar. And you satisfy that little sweetness craving and you don't feel guilty about it. It's not eating gummy bears or you know, whatever else. It is stuff that is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber to give you good energy, lasting energy. Because of what they put in it. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Our Ultimate Mock Draft series wraps up today. Check it out on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining me now to talk about the 29th pick, host of Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast out there, Peter Bukowski. Peter, thanks for being here. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. I just want you to know that you're my mom's favorite podcaster. Oh, that's so nice. Shout out to your mom. Who did you go with with the Packers at 29? So I picked Trayvon Merrick from TCU, wanted to get a corner, thought maybe I could get a top-end receiver here, but instead I'm settling for one of the best cover players in this draft, full stop. Forget that he's a safety. He is incredibly impactful in the passing game, led college football over the last two years in pass breakups. He played a lot in the slot, which is something he could do for Green Bay right away. And this is a team that is really just that one player away from the Super Bowl. And I'm calling my shot on this, Peter, okay? If the Packers are able to get someone like Trey Merrick, who I think is a top 15 type player in this draft, then they will be your 2022 Super Bowl champions. Wow. Well, I think you're smart and and moderately handsome, but that's quite the proclamation. Well, look, the Chiefs have holes. They're the favorites. I get it. But they have issues at corner, along the edge. 
they still don't have a right tackle that I trust in a big playoff game against the Buccaneers or against the Packers. The Bucs stayed incredibly healthy last year. They're a year older everywhere. Guys like JPP, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. What is that team going to look like on another extended run? Green Bay gets that guy. And again, this is the caveat. If they get that guy, then they look like the Super Bowl favorites to me. We have to see that guy be that player. But the Bucs did this with Antoine Winfield. If they get a player like that for this defense, then they can be the Super Bowl winner. And let me just say, really like the shirt. Really like the shirt. It's a nice one. All right. People are definitely sick of this fit. But thank you for being here. Odyssey's NFL insider Jason LaConfora thinks this pick won't be in the Packers' best interest. This would puzzle me a little bit. Then again, They moved up to take Jordan Love a year ago rather than take part at all in a generational wide receiver draft where maybe they could have put the offense over the top with Aaron Rodgers and found a way to get to a Super Bowl. Nevertheless, this is a bit of a head-scratcher for me. I think this would be a real luxury pick for the Packers, and given how deep this draft is at receiver and some other positions in need, boy, oh boy, this might have the cheese heads up in arms. Sorry, Jason. Both Peters agree on this one. Trayvon Merrig would be great. And finally, Suns guard Devin Booker announced Friday that he will donate a total of $2.1 million to Suns charities over the next five years. Booker said, The game has done so much for me. It's changed my life in so many ways that I couldn't even fathom. But I think the most important thing it did was teach me values in my life. And as a leader... I feel like it's my duty and responsibility to give back to the community that we represent. A lot of people look at basketball as just a bunch of guys that make a lot of money out there on the court. It's not that. It's a lot bigger than that for us. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Tuesday with only two days to the NFL Draft. What can we believe at this point? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Today.